The following is a ray gun armed, faster than light presentation of galacticnetcasts.com. There's this ad on Facebook right now, and it's a frying pan with like a panda face on it. Hello? Hello! The music is really loud. Welcome to the Sci Fi Film School podcast. Let me turn this down just a little bit. Hold the phone. All right. Uh, this is episode uh, number six. I am the interdave alongside this guy right here, Matt Stein. How are you, Matt? I'm good. Good. Ate this, a lot of pizza. What, what does that have to do with anything? Uh, that is why my day has been good, because mm-hmm. I ate a ton of pizza. Eating pizza will make anything good. Exactly. That's why I, you know, I, I cleaned all morning. Like, finally got to clean, because our apartment is a mess. Because it's just wedding stuff everywhere, so um, my reward was eating pizza and playing video games today. You know what? You could have a relative that dies, and having a piece of pizza... Well, no, maybe it'll take more than a piece. Maybe a half a pizza will make it all Fill better. me up on pizza. Yeah. That, that's all, you know, give yeah. me enough to be full, and I'm fine. All right. So this is the podcast where we watch a sci-fi movie or TV show, then we review it and quiz your knowledge at the end of the podcast... Are you ready for this one, Matt? Let's party. School is in session. All right, this week's assignment was the 1984 movie, 1984, a uh, British science fiction film based upon George Orwell's novel of the same name, which was published way back when. I think it was like the 1930s, maybe even older than that. I'm not really sure. Um, But it starred John Hurt as as Winston Smith, Richard Burton as O'Brien, and Susanna Hamilton as Julia. Cinematography by Roger Deakins, best known for his work on the Coen Brothers films. That's the only reason I mention his name. Originally distributed by 20th Century Fox, released October 10th, 1984. Released, uh, running time, 113 minutes, box office estimate, over $8 million, so not a blockbuster. Uh, although critically acclaimed, the film won the Best British Film of the Year Award at the Evening Standard British Film Awards. On Rotten Tomatoes, critics give it 79%. Audiences give it 70%. So what, what are you giggling and laughing about there, Matt? Because the mailman rang the doorbell and my dog's losing his mind. See, I didn't notice any of that when I was talking. I was in the zone. Oh, good. No, I thought it was going to disrupt you. That's why I... Hey, I'm a 20-plus year radio professional, my friend. Things don't bother me in the least. My mind wanders, so that's pretty much... See? My mind wandered halfway through the test. I know. (laughs) Because you're a kid and you grew up on the internet. That's why. Uh, Yep, 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 yep. Shut up. All right, so to review the movie real quick, I'll give you my review, and then we'll ask you to describe the movie. After the atomic war, the world is divided into three states. London is the capital of Oceania. No, hang on. Did I say that right? Oce- yes. Okay. Oce- Oceania. Oceania. No, whatever. Uh, ruled Oceania. by a party who has total control over all of its citizens. Winston Smith is one of, one of the bureaucrats rewriting history in one of the departments. One day he commits the crime of falling in love with Julia, 
Tr- they tried to escape Big Brother's listening and viewing devices, but of course nobody can really escape Big Brother's listening and viewing devices. Right. And the rest of the movie goes like that. So uh, give us, hang on. I think I've got a little sounder thing for this, don't I? I, I don't know. Okay, but yeah, yeah. Let's Ch- be honest. Okay. You, what, what? Okay, before you say anything, we have to write in the chalkboard. Okay, because we're, we're learning about the film here. This is the learning, this is the rundown of the movie, and then we'll get into more of the podcast. But your take on it. You do realize you just basically gave the rundown of the movie. Yeah, but that's, that's the official rundown. But I, that is what happened. <laughs> it's some weird old guy who falls in love with some, some not very old girl. She doesn't look very old, at least. There's some disgusting love scenes, <laughs> and then there's a bunch of torture. And then the movie was over. But finally. you're you're missing the point of the movie. It's Big Brother. It's government watching over you, making you do certain things, preventing oh, you yeah. from doing other but things. Okay. I mean, it, it, I don't know. It was it was not what I expected it to be based on the premise of the movie as it was described to me. It was I didn't guess I didn't expect it to be really dark and boring. Did you ever read the book in high school? No, I did not. I don't read books a whole lot. Did, but did you read any like George Orwell stuff in high school? Like, did they make you read like Animal Farm or any of his other stuff? No. Keep in mind, I went to a private school. Oh, you did? I didn't know that. Okay. I, yeah, I went to a Lutheran high school. So you read Christian stuff? No, not necessarily. We just didn't get to read a lot of really awesome stuff. Okay, so the stuff that is supposed to expand your mind—that's the stuff that you weren't, you didn't read. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. All right. So that's your review. That's, that's basically your rundown of the movie right there. That is what I remember of the movie. I remember being dark, dirty. Um, that's pretty much it. Okay. I do have, there was one thing that I noticed, and I'll, I'll save it for the observations, but it annoyed the crap out of me when I noticed this. Okay. Well, I can't wait for the end of the podcast. <laughs> hey, before we go any further, don't forget you can um, anything that we talk about in this podcast, there'll be a link to on the website galacticnetcast.com. And while you're there, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you have, if you already haven't. And then once you subscribe, make sure that you give us a five star review or a five star rating and give us an awesome review in iTunes because you doing that will help us get more subscribers and will become a better podcast. Yeah, and then tell your mom to subscribe. And um, for every person that doesn't subscribe, Dave and I come over to your house and break kneecaps. Guaranteed. That's going to (laughs) happen. Yeah, you know, telling people about the podcast, that's another great point, Matt. Thank you for bringing that up. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your family to check us out. If they like us, subscribe to the podcast, and we'll we'll all be one big happy family. Agreed. All right, so... If you subscribe, we will bake you a cake and bring it over. So... Your your options are we come over and break kneecaps or we come over with cake. See? See? What do you what Dave, would you rather have your kneecaps broken or a delicious snack? Snacks. I vote there. snacks every single time. <laughs> All right, I think I was supposed to play the chalk for this part. I don't know. I don't know. 
You already played the chalk, and that's all that matters. Okay, this is the what we learned part, and you get to know, you get to learn a little bit more about the movie as well in this. So the first thing that I learned was that the people of 1984 have to do what they have to do the first thing they get up. 30 to 40 group, take your places, please. Right. Let's see which one of us can touch his toes. Right over from the hips, brothers and sisters, please. One, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. Smith? Yes. 6079 Smith W. Yes. Yes, you. What are you looking Bend at? Bend lower. What? Bend over? You're what? not trying. Okay. So calisthenics, first thing in the morning. You're getting up, and there's going to be a lady that comes on the screen and says, start doing your bendy thingies. Start doing your squat thrusts, numbers. The one thing I realized about this story is they took it from the perspective of what if this war had begun like around World War II, because it seems like all the technology they had uh, was very oldish. So, and in 1984, there was more advanced technology than they showed in this movie. So I'm thinking that the story was supposed to begin earlier than 1984 sometime. Right. Well, wasn't the book written in like the 50s? I think it might have been, it might be older than that. That, that is something that I, I should have looked up before we started the podcast. But I'm just saying that they, they could have took, they could have taken, a newer approach with it. They could have gone from 1984 and up. They could have predicted what the future would have looked like. You know? No, I agree. It was it was written in 1949. Okay. Were. You were close. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I expected it to be a little more high-techy, but who knows? I, I, mean, kind, of, all... I, I kind of like the whole older feel to it. You know, it's kind of got that steampunk thing. Where it's yes. they're combining two different eras of technology, sort of. Yeah, you know the one technology that reigns supreme is the uh, tube sucky thingy, like at the bank. Yes, and then the the magical thing that the magical stove that everybody has that they open up and put documents in to burn. That was everywhere. Yes, yes that was. Um, I guess though, whatever is not supposed to be uh, paid any attention to, they just burn it. So. Yep. They change history. So, what did you learn, Matt? Uh, the government in o- Oceania. Yeah, Oceania. Oceania doesn't like you to have sex. A triumph of willpower over the orgasm. At a rally of the Anti-Sex League in Victory Square tonight, held to celebrate a 50% decrease in civil marriages, over 10,000 party women took a vow of celibacy and pledged themselves as vessels for the artificial I should kill her before she denounces me. So, I was thinking just now, listening to that clip right there, it sounds like like Soviet Russia, it sounds like communism, but like to an extreme. Like even, because they talk about the party and they call each other brother and sister, so it sounds very communistic. So I'm guessing that that's where George Orwell's head was back in 1949 when he wrote that, because that was the big threat back then, was communism. Right, right. That makes sense. Yeah, and I'm sure that's why 
this is probably where the premise came as if communist Russia kind of took over the world. And then when you have to think about, uh, you know, the whole anti-sex league or whatever that was called is you can think about China that way because, you know, in China you can only have one or two children, right? Um, I think you can have as many boys as you want, but you can only have one girl or the other way around. I think it's, I think it's only one girl because the girls are the ones that actually produce offspring. Right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I know you can only have one of one and then uh, as many of the other and all subsequent after the other that you can only have one of die or something crazy. But in this society, though, you can't have sex at all. So how are they, how are they reproducing? Maybe they have a special group of people that all they do is reproduce. So it's, they have like a breeding farm. So what I learned was that there are some interesting jobs in the 1984 society. Let's find out what they were. Who is she? All I know is that she works in the porno section, probably on the proletarian novel-writing machines. I want to work in the porno section of the government. <laughs> Just write sexy stories all day? Yes. Well, I, I think what they're doing is they're taking the sexy stories they find and rewriting them and making them not sexy. I'm guessing. Yeah, it doesn't sound fun at all. No. The porno section, that sounds fun, but what we know like is going to happen, that's, that's not fun at all. No, no. I don't know. This whole society does not sound very fun. No, it, it does not. Um, if you've not watched this movie, if you're listening to this podcast, please maybe stop it and then watch the movie. But if you haven't, you have to understand is... Whenever it, this government finds a piece of information that doesn't adhere to their, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Adhere to their goal, adhere to their vision. Yeah, vision, I guess, would be the best word. They'll take that information and change it before it goes out to the public. Including pictures, yeah. which was, uh, there was like, there was a couple newspaper clips where they changed the pictures of the people. Mm-hmm. That so, I thought was kind of strange, but so Big Brother, Big Brother's watching you. He finds something that he doesn't like. He grabs the information and then changes it and then puts it out in the public. Yes, pretty much. All right. So, what did you learn, Matt? Um, the nineteen eighty four sexy talk. <laughs> so this is sexy talk in the world of nineteen eighty four, right? Correct. Okay. I hate purity. I hate goodness. I don't want virtue to exist anywhere. I want everyone corrupt. Well, I ought to suit you then. I'm corrupt to the core. Do you like doing this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't mean just me. I adore it. So, basically, politics gets him turned on. Yeah. That's what it sounds, that's what it sounds like. That's what I got out of it, at least. She likes to be called a dirty girl. So yeah. <laughs> well, it was weird because it didn't start out sexy, but then it evolved into a kind of a sexy talk thing. Yeah, it was super strange because he was just talking about how he hates the government, and the girl's like, yeah, keep going. Yeah, keep that party going. <laughs> All right. Um, so where are we? Okay. What I learned, I learned what kind of food makes a gourmet dinner in the world of 1984. What is it? Real sugar. Not saccharin. 
And I've got a loaf of bread, proper white bread. And jam. A real tin of milk. So, yeah, uh, just stuff that we take for granted is gourmet to them in this world. Yeah, like coffee. It sounded like they were getting off on coffee there, too. <laughs> coffee. Yeah, they get off on uh, some weird things in 1984. All right, so we got two more of these. What did you learn, Matt? Oh, I lost it. Uh, how the resistance works. All right, here we go. They're not an organization in the sense we know. Nothing holds it together but an idea. In the face of the thought police, they cannot act collectively. Individually, they cheat, forge, blackmail, corrupt children, spread disease and prostitution. In the name of spreading knowledge from generation to generation, what I was thinking when I first heard this, that sounds a lot like Anonymous, or it sounds like the hackers of today. Yes. They're not like one organization. They pretty much work individually, but they have the same kind of goal. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I see what you're saying. It's, uh... Yes. So you... I, I, I got nothing. You got nothing. Yeah. Okay. We're green. <laughs> What I wanted to get at was, you know, Anonymous is very disruptive in what they do. They don't necessarily cause harm. They're just very disruptive. Uh, they may cause harm just a little bit, but they're not, they're, that's not their ultimate goal. Their ultimate goal is disruptive, and it sounds like, what, it sounds like what, that's the same thing these resistance uh, people are doing. Yeah, and I guess the goal of... And going back to the, the hacker thing or whatever, it's not necessarily to be um, vengeful. It's generally just to be disruptive. Mm -hmm. So I guess that kind of, it all works. I mean. All right. We've got one more here. And I found this very interesting because I didn't know until watching this. And I kind of feel bad for not knowing this. But uh, what I learned is that Star Trek The Next Generation episode Chain of Command stole this from the uh, story or the movie 1984. Okay, that's the wrong. Okay. They stole that music from the story 1984. No, here it is. How many fingers am I holding up, Winston? Four. And if the party says there are not four, but five, then how many? Five. That's no use. You're lying. How many fingers, please? This is kind of long, by the way. What else can I say? Five, four, anything you like. Only please stop it. Sometimes they're five. Sometimes they're three. Sometimes they're all of them at once. If you haven't seen this... What's happening there is he's being stretched, and uh, the guy, the, the, the mean guy, the head guy, the guy that's interrogating him, whatever he's called, 
was slander meanie. Yeah, showing four fingers. But that's not what he wanted. Uh, what's our guy's name? The main guy? Winston. Winston, yeah. That's not what he wanted Winston to see. He wanted Winston to see not four, but something else. Which, it was, I don't know, that whole part was like weird to me. It's like, what, what do you want him to say? He's telling you what he sees. and I guess that sums up the whole movie is that no matter what you see, they, you're supposed to see what they want you to see. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. And going back to the Star Trek The Next Generation episode, Chain of Command, Picard, I don't know if you've seen this, but Picard was taken hostage by the Cardassians, and he was sitting on a table being tortured, and there was, li- and there was lights, and there was four lights. Oh. And the famous line is, there are four lights. And I didn't know that this was from the, the story, 1984. I didn't know that Kim Kardashian was in an episode of uh, <sighs> Not Kim Car The Cardassians, not Kardashians. It's a big difference. Uh, I don't know. One's, don't know. one's really attractive, or well, one's somewhat attractive, and then the other one is not. <laughs> Whatever you say, Dave. All right, so that's what we learned. On to the quiz. Are you ready? You think you got this one? You think you're going to ace it? Uh, I'm going to close my eyes and take my best guesses. Okay. That's the best strategy to use. It's pretty much like a normal day at school for me. Let's find out how much Matt and how much you, the listener, learned from the movie. All right. As I always... Ask you, are you sitting comfortably, Matt? You betcha. You know, you look comfortable. And if you're not watching the video of this podcast, you're missing out because Matt's got an, a rockin' t-shirt on. And I'm not going to ask you to read what, what's on the back because... That's fine. I wasn't, I wasn't going to offer it up. That might make us not a... a uh, we might enter the explicit realm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. Okay, you ready for uh, your questions? Let's do this. All right, question number one. What letters were on the emblem of Oceania? What letters were on the emblem of Oceania? And this is a uh, multiple choice, by the way. Okay. Is it A, I-N-G-S-O-C, B, I-N-C-S-O-G, or C, WTF? I am <laughs> um, almost positive it is A. It was shown a lot during the movie. It was everywhere. So Yeah, but for some reason, I wanted to remember seeing like a V in there, but the, the I-N-C-S-O-G makes the most sense. So you're saying A. Yes, I am. All right. Let's find out if that's correct. All right, congratulations. I-N-G-S-O-C, I have no idea what that stood for. They never said. I was waiting for them to explain it. They never did. No, maybe they did in the, in the, in the book. Probably. I'll have to look that up when we're done. Okay, question two. What did they call the TVs or monitors? The, the, the TVs that were everywhere, what was the name for those? What was the name they used? And this is just a simple answer. I have no multiple choice here. Well, it's not simple if I don't know the answer, Dave. No, I, it's simple because I know it. Is it it's in viewers? Uh... 
No, the answer is screens. Oh, you're close. Close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. Or in the quiz section of the Sci-Fi Film School podcast, Mr. Something like whatever name. All right, so whatever. you're you're one and one. Yes. Not too shabby. You're at five hundred. Question three. What were the two items he had purchased, Winston? What were the two items that Winston had purchased previously that he used to identify himself to the shopkeeper? What were the two items he had purchased previously that Winston Smith used to identify himself to the shopkeeper. Oh, this is multiple choice. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> All right. A, condoms and pencils. B, chocolate and a record, like a record that you listen to. Or C, razor blades and a notebook. Uh, C. Are you positive? Sure. Okay. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> I got this feeling that you're going to get all the multiple choice, but you're going to not get all the non-multiple choice in this yeah, one. Shut up. Shut up. Dude. No, I, I have confidence in you. I just, I, I've got this feeling, a gut feeling inside my being. <laughs> all, right. all right. Question four. What color were the sashes worn by the women in this film? What color were the sashes worn by the women in this film? I had, I had to put something in there because no, dead air was killing me. I was debating between a few colors. I, I'm saying blue. You're saying blue? Yeah. No, the answer was red. Dang it. Red sashes. And it, only the women wore them. The men did not. Right. Uh, how would you like to live in a society that you had to wear the same clothes all the time? I would be upset because I am a man who loves t-shirts. Yeah, I, I noticed that about you. <laughs> I yeah, I almost have more closet space than my fiance does just for t-shirts. That's pretty sad. I have like two pairs of shorts, two pairs of pants, and like eighty t-shirts. <laughs> that's that's really. Uh, the proportions that doesn't work. The math doesn't work out on that one. Well, you can wear a pair of shorts for probably close to a week before you need to wash them, as long as you change your underwear. Yeah. Okay. That's a different podcast, though. So how how would you how would you feel if you lived in the fifties when a lot of people wore uh, suits suits? I have no problem wearing a suit. Like I've come to the realization that if I get a job where I have to wear a shirt and a tie every day, I probably won't be that upset. How about schools back in the day that everybody wore uniforms? I did. Well, I didn't oh yeah, you were in Lutheran school. Yeah, we had a dress code, but I didn't have a uniform. Okay, all right. I was just curious. Okay, so question five: What country was Oceania at war with? And this is multiple choice. Was it A. East Asia? I think I think that's how they they, they pronounced it too. East Asia. Uh, <laughs> B. Eurasia. Or C, North Africa. What country was Oceania at war with? East Asia, A, B, Eurasia, or C, North Africa? I'm going to say East Asia. East Asia. Hmm. What is it again? East Asia. East Asia. East 
Asia is your answer. You realize you gave the answer away, right? How did I give the answer away? By saying that's how they said it in the movie? No, because there was a number of countries that were mentioned in the movie. At least that I had noticed. I remember them saying a lot of countries, but nothing in particular. Okay. Well, I'll give it to you anyways. It's not, yeah, that, not that big of a I was deal. right. Yeah, you were right, and it's my you fault. for ding things. That's all that matters. <laughs> all right. Uh, here we go. Question six. There's seven, by the way. There's, we, okay. It's an uneven amount again this week. To, Good. All right. So question number six. What was the name of the book that Winston received from O'Brien? Again, what was the name of the book that Winston received from O'Brien? Was it A, Encyclopedia of Right Thinking, B, Dictionary of Newspeak, or C, The Journal of Truth? By the way, all those names sound awesome. <laughs> yes. I'm, I want to say it's The Journal of Truth because I remember I'm peeling the pages apart. Are you sure? I think. Nope. I'm changing it to the Encyclopedia of Right Thinking. Damn it! (laughs) I I should have just let you go with the first one. No, and I knew (laughs) you have to ask me if that's my final answer, all right? Leave me alone. Okay. But the rules of the game. But I did make those other two sound very realistic, didn't I? No, you did, and that's the thing, because I remember him peeling the pages apart, and I was trying to visualize in, in my brains how you, long it was. And your, I remember being your brains? You got, you got two brains? Two of them, yeah. Wow. A right and a left. I am way impressed. <laughs> All right, so final question. I don't know where we're at as far as uh, uh, wins and uh, not, uh, correct and incorrect. Well, how many uh, multiple choice are there? There's set, uh, let's see. One, two, three, four. So you got all the multiple choice right. Important too, yeah. All right. So you're winning. You, yes, wa- you won it, pretty much. Even... All right. Uh, question seven. What was the number of the room Winston saw in his dreams and where they take thought criminals? What was the number of the room Winston kept seeing in his dreams and where they take the thought criminals. And that's just a plain answer. I don't have multiple choice on this one. 1214W. Final answer? Sure. I called it. I said that you would get all the ones correct with the multiple choice and all the ones with the straight answer wrong, and I was correct. Shut up. But you still won. Yes, I did. So congratulations, Matt Stein. You won the hey, quiz. What was, what was the right answer? Oh, 101. Oh. I was way off. Yeah, you were super way off. All right, so that's going to do it for uh, this podcast. Oh, no, no, not I, I am a liar. Observations. Observations, favorite parts. Go ahead, Matt. Um, I don't think I really had a favorite part, but my observation was... Um, they pull a tooth out. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that part. And like a scene later, the tooth is back in his mouth. Oh, it's one of those observations. Yeah, it drove me nuts. Because it's like, I wasn't looking for it. I mean, I saw him pull the tooth out, and I was watching him, and then I showed him uh, like a scene or two later, and that tooth was back. Well, just... he was in the care of the government, so maybe 
after they oh. pulled it out, they put a new one in, or they fixed. They they don't had a up. dentist in in the prison. No, don't don't cover up for him, Dave. I'm just saying that the, in the society, in the type of society they live in, that's what they would do. That somebody would they pull a, a tooth. They did a crappy job. They did a crappy job of doing it. Okay. Fine. You win. <laughs> um, I don't really have any observations besides the fact that this was a very dark film. And we talked about this in the pre-show that this really reminded me of 2001 A Space Odyssey where I liked the message. I liked the general story. It just took forever to get there, you know? Uh, yeah. But I guess the type of story this was, they had to kind of show all the drudgery of, of human life in this society, sort of. Yeah, I, like I told you, I just kind of wanted it to be over. Not saying that I didn't like the story or anything. It was just like, I don't know. I was ready for it to be done long before it was over. And it just seemed to go on and on and on. Well, don't forget this is the sci-fi film school, so um, nobody really likes school. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I mean touche. Pe- but of all the movies we have watched, I think this, this there's only been this one, and maybe one other that I really had a hard time just getting to the end of it. So okay, all right. So that's gonna. This is final this time. This is the end <laughs> of this podcast, the Sci-Fi Film School podcast, episode number six. We watched the film 1984. Next week, let's do this. 1992 two-part Star Trek The Next Generation episode, Chain of Command. See how I did that? Yeah, I noticed, well, I noticed it when we got closer to the end because you know, I was looking forward to maybe a, a good movie or show. But. Well, you're, you've, you've watched some Star Trek, I take it, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I was, I was just kidding. Okay, there so was just uh, you're a fam- handful of movies we had discussed. You're, 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 you're familiar with the 1701D? Uh, Captain Picard, the the Riker, and the dad, the Data, and all those guys. Seventeen oh one. That's the ship that they were in. That oh, I didn't know that. Enterprise. No, I, I do have some basic Star Trek knowledge. My brother is a huge Star Trek fan. So okay, all right. So that's what we're doing next week. If you are a follower of this podcast, which you should be, uh, make sure that you watch it. It's streaming on Netflix right now. Star Trek: The Next Generation episode, Chain of Command, Part One and Two. Watch it for next week. And then join us, and uh, we'll share our thoughts together and do the quiz together, and we'll do another podcast next week. Uh, we'll, don't we'll hold for- hands. We'll hold hands and be one happy podcasting family. Yes. Okay. Uh, like we mentioned earlier, don't forget to tell your friends about this uh, podcast and subscribe to it just by going to uh, the website. That's the easiest way to do it, galacticnetcast.com. There's a couple of different ways to subscribe. You can either click on the iTunes logo It'll be on the right-hand column of pretty much every page. And then there'll also be a little uh, subscription box that you can fill out, and you will get an email sent to you whenever we publish a new podcast. You can do it either way. Look at that. Look at that. That is just charming. That is cute. (laughs) If you're not watching this podcast, Matt is holding up his dog, and the dog is dancing. And the dog has really raucous mustache. Yes, that is awesome. I am impressed. Yep, that's my dog. What's your dog's name? What, what? What's your dog's name? Wicket. Wicket? Yep, like the Ewok from Star Wars. Oh, I thought... Like I thought... Isn't there a British thing called a Wicket? Yes, in uh, Cricket. Okay. 
But th- but that's Star Wars. What you're talking there? Yeah, Alyssa picked the name, not me. Well, that's cool. I like it. Uh, all right, so uh, subscribe to the podcast. Don't forget to give us a five star ratings. Uh, so leave us a review on iTunes as well. You can follow us on Twitter. We're at Galactic Netcast. Follow us as well on Facebook and Google Plus. Just search uh, Galactic Netcasts or leave us feedback by sending an email to galacticnetcasts at gmail.com. That's going to do it. Any final thoughts, Matt? No. Don't, you, you can subscribe to Dave and I on Facebook now. You don't have to friend us. And That's true. You can add us on Google Plus. We're really nice guys. Um, we'll bake you cakes. You know, I, I did put that out there. And um, or yeah. or we'll uh, break your break your knees. Knee, kneecaps. Yes. There's uh, no there's no in between area. We're either really yeah, nice. If, if we if we bake a cake, I'll bring my dog over. He's okay. Pretty nice. A dog cake party. He likes treats. All right. Till next week. And cheese. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> See you. <laughs>